Hello, Matt here. Uh, just before the episode begins, I just want to take this opportunity to quickly say that there's a content warning for a slight reference to suicide later on in this episode. We don't spend that long talking about it. In fact, there's more time dedicated to why we're not going to be talking about it. But I thought I'd better just let people know, just in case um, topics like that may be sensitive for some listeners. And I'll also, if anyone is listening to this and who may need to talk to someone, I am... Um, you can contact the Samaritans at 116123 or they are piloting a web chat feature on their website, samaritans.org, uh, where you can talk to someone. So, yeah, I just thought I'd just give you a brief kind of content warning before the episode begins. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. We made this. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the podcast that they call Pick A Disc. I am your host, Matthew Latham, and as always, this is the podcast where someone picks a disc to talk about for whatever reason they want to. And yes, this is my own voice again. I know I know some people might be mourning the, the new dulcet tones of my my apparent metamorphosis last episode, but unfortunately, yeah, my voice had really gone. And I was pretty much editing like two days before the episode was due to air. It was like on the wire, I was editing, but I just could not talk at all but the voice is back and for some of you you might go oh and feel disappointed but you know what it's my podcast and i'm still talking this episode i'm talking to katie from the band chroma and we're talking about frightened rabbits midnight organ fight and we talk about all the songs we talk about scott hutchinson we talk about just all sorts of different things surrounding the album and what the album's talking about and what we've realized the album He's actually about. So yeah, you look forward to talking about that. But um, before I press play on the interview, just to let you know that if you like what you're hearing, please follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or whatever it's called now, uh, Threads, Blue Sky, although I don't use Blue Sky that much. And honestly, I'm kind of hoping Threads gets going because I've always been a bigger fan of Instagram anyway. And I've always wanted Instagram to have a, a better support for text. So um, yeah, I'm hoping, kind of hoping that Threads kind of does it slightly better than it's doing at the moment but i'm rabbiting on anyway uh yeah anyone wants to say hi follow do whatever do that and also don't forget there's a link to a discord server the picky discord that if you want to come in say hello talk about whatever you're listening to or in the lead up to the end of the year talk about what your favorite albums are feel free to join the discord and say hello we we, we, we don't bite we're quite nice and friendly i think i hope Anyway, before yeah, before I start just going on into an existential crisis, let's just listen to the interview with Katie about Frightened Rabbit. We were just talking uh, just off air about the recent trip to New Zealand where you played a couple of shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm still not over the jet lag, to be honest with you. It was a bit intense. But <laughs> yeah, we recently went out to New Zealand with a project at Cardiff University. So it's like this kind of cultural exchange with this band called Halftime who do a very kind of similar thing to us where um we do songs in Welsh but they do songs in Maori so it was such a cool trip um but yeah New Zealand Aotearoa that's um the actual name that we call uh, yeah they um it's such a beautiful country and it reminded me so much of Wales um Kind of like whales on acid <laughs> <laughs> with volcanoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But 
yeah, it was an amazing trip. Yeah, so although as much as as much as it'd be nice to talk about Wales and New Zealand, we're here to talk about uh, an album, uh, an album from a different part of the United Kingdom, um, but Scotland. But I'll let Katie, if you want to tell the lovely listeners the disc that you've picked for, people, for us to talk about today. Yeah, so I picked um, Midnight Organ Fight by Frightened Rabbit. Um, it's actually like as an album, because I don't know, coming on here, um, you get to like pick whatever album that you wanted. And I love music and I had like a bit of a list and I was like, actually, um, I think probably in the past kind of year or something, this is, I've rinsed this album so much, like since I've discovered it. And yeah, so good. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so say so since you've discovered it. So when did you actually uh discover the artist or listen to this album then probably about i think it was about last year actually my friend jennifer like introduced me to them so i remember like being in the car and there's a song on it called poke Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there's a lyric which is like um should we kick its cunting and watch as it dies from bleeding if you don't want to be with me just say and i'll go and i was just like oh my god that like i I was like whoa (laughs) so like the the thing that kind of like instantly struck me was like that richness of like lyrics i was like oh my god but um yeah no so um i'm kind of a bit of a late late to the party with it but like uh, as an album i've i've recently went through quite uh well i went through like a pretty pretty big big breakup and I, I love music that you can just sit in. You can just sit in. And if you feel like shit, like it's like a, almost like a little hug, you know. But <laughs> uh, so this so this was quite a recent album that you, that you listened to like the, over the last year, like at the right time, more or less. Yeah. So, it's yeah. amazing, like how music can kind of do that sometimes, you know, like kind of. Yeah. <laughs> So that's and the reason that you picked it is because it's just is that it's like re, like kind of like a recently discovered comfort blanket. Yeah, yeah, I I'd say so. Like, um, oh, yeah, and I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't put it better. <laughs> was it? The, so I'm assuming this was the first album of theirs I listened to. Then, so it was Poke that yeah. was on your friend. Ah, okay, so yeah. So what was it about? So aside from the bluntness and stuff, and what was it about the this album that kind of hooked you in was it just was it that instant emotional connection to it was there other parts of it what 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 just what what Um, was the reason that you kind of just kept listening to it I think like I don't know sometimes you get albums that um I I'm terrible for like skipping songs and stuff and obviously you have your favorites but like as a piece of work like you kind of there's kind of like a journey like through through all of them and there's there's such a like an intimacy in like the the lyrics but also like the music that kind of comes with it like definitely like tells a story and I really love that and I really like the kind of the proggy kind of folky elements of it like he's like almost kind of like standing on like a washboard um yeah, you know, soapbox kind of you know singing his heart out type type thing, but um, yeah, and I love um, I love Glasgow as well. I recently went. One of my friends is in GSA. What do you say, Glasgow School of Art, um, in Glasgow. 
So um, yeah, and as a city and a place, I feel like um, very similar to like Welsh people, like in in a way that they're really friendly and Celtic and um, really welcoming. And yeah, I I, I love yeah. <laughs> was it the kind? Is it the kind like the kind of music you was like listen? You often listen to, or was this a bit of a left turn? Was it a genre that you're um, familiar with? Or um, yeah, well. I'm 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 big into like Elliot Smith and um yeah and like artists like sad girl music you know <laughs> um but yeah I do like listen listen to like a range of music like depending on my mood um I was like actually in between picking um Fontaine's DC their first album but then I was like kind of tossed coin and I was like oh, I'll go frightened rabbit you know <laughs> um yeah so um. Yeah, but like it was kind of like a new discovery, but it ticked a lot of boxes for me. I think like um, if I'm listening to, sometimes I'll be listening to like albums, like for like different different moods and stuff. How often and how how do you usually discover music in general? Was it um, is it like like recommendations? For example, you said it was your friend who just put it put it on in the Excellent. car. Um, how, how often how, how how do you often discover music? Um, I usually like if I'm into stuff like music, oh gosh, I love going to festivals. Um, and I love going to like festivals like Green Man and End of the Road. And um, that's usually where I discover most of my music, to be honest. Like, I'll be uh, I'm like one of those ones in Green Man with like a list of people that I want to go and see and check <laughs> out. Like, yeah. and I'm like kind of like yeah. running in between sets, my friends. Um, I don't know. I've recently gone. I'm not like that. Good. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. And um, soon festival as well. I love those kind of festivals. See, I love seeing a band first and then listening to to it after. But um, other other music probably like recommendations. Um, like I recently listened to um, Crisp by a band called Get Down Services. Um, they're from Bristol. Oh my god, cracking album like but that was just through being in soon and coincidentally meeting one of them and then my mates were like oh my god they were so good and I was like oh I'll check them out like you know so like stuff stuff like that you know I love discovering something new and I quickly become really obsessed with with things I don't I don't know whether it's like ADHD or something but I like I I will listen to if I like something I'll listen to it on to death until it kind of annoys me <laughs> and then yeah but I, I definitely like with with this album I've listened to it to death um they probably got like I've probably given them loads of Spotify plays you know so that's that's money in the bank for someone 50p mm-hmm. or something <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. yeah so that, that answers my next question about whether you, whether you'd whether you'd actually annoyed yourself with Frightened Rabbit yet but apparently not <laughs> No, no, um, I always like whip it out when I'm in the mood for it, and like it smacks, it hits the spot, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to briefly just go back, and I completely, I'm a completely agree with you with the kind of festival stuff. I'm, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm, I've not been to 
a proper camping festival for ages. The last one I think I went to was 2000 Trees in 20, 2017. But oh, I am, cool. but I'm very much a fan of city festivals like Dot to Dot or uh, yeah, things like um, I think it's, I've not been, but um, I, I think is it Swin? Is it pronounced Swin? Soon, soon, yeah, soon, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've never been, but I'm assuming, I think that's a city festival oh, venue. Yeah, it's I, fab. Yeah, yeah. I'd I, I love to go there one day, actually. Um, I mean, to, but that kind of stuff. But I am that kind of guy who will have, like, a list of things and it'd be, like, the case, like, where's, like, where, like, some people just, like, either sit the tents and for a bit. Yeah. Like, it's, uh, goes, where's Matt? Where's Matt? And I'm on, my, like, my 10th band of the day or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I um, I love, I love it. I tell you what, a really good festival as well, Focus Wales in Wrexham. Okay. Um, that's a kind of, fringe kind of festival with like loads of different venues in the town but like Wrexham as a, a as a town is like really walkable and stuff and really funny like, like the locals in Wrexham are class and I've been going there for years and I've discovered like so many great bands oh, yeah. so um if you fancy coming to soon you should defos try try going to Wrexham because it's a hell of a laugh like oh yeah I'm, yeah and Wrexham's having its time in in the moment in the line, I know. Well. Yeah, um, it's couldn't... fashionable. <laughs> yeah, Current, yeah. Um, recently, just finished series two. Of Welcome to Wrexham, and oh. yeah, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a tangent. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make sure I don't have to go down that tangent oh. because I'm really <laughs> there are so so many things good about that show. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I wasn't aware of Focus Focus Wales. Actually, I have to keep an eye on that one. Um, check but, it out. <laughs> heading back to uh, Frightened Rabbit. So, for if anyone's listening who aren't aware of who Frightened Rabbit were. Front Rabbit were a Scottish indie folk band from Selkirk formed in 2003. Initially, it was a solo project for vocalist and guitarist Scott Hutchinson. The final lineup of the band consisted of Hutchinson, his brother Grant, Billy Kennedy, Andy Mulligan, and Simon Liddell. Uh, and from 2004, they were based in Glasgow. They released their first albums in the Greys on an independent label, Hits the Van, in 2006, and they signed to Fat Cat in 2007, to which this album was, uh, was released in 2008. And the album was released strong positive reviews. Um, they released uh, from Winter of Mixed Drinks in 2010. Then they signed to Atlantic Records. And then they released Pedestrian Verse in 2013. Hutchinson did a solo solo record called Old John. And then I think they recorded a final album called Painting of a Panic Attack in 2004 with producer Aaron Desner. Um, and then, but unfortunately, the, the band ended because of um, Scott Hutchinson. Uh, Scott Hutchinson's death in 2018 after going missing um, and the death was ruled as a suicide. For anyone who, anyone listening who probably listening to this, I'm not going to go too much into um, that aspect of things. Um, I, I'm not qualified enough to say. Um, future Matt, um, I, I am planning on just putting a little thing at the start, just telling people that, just telling people this and just pointing people towards some resources. So I'm hoping Future Matt has done that. Um, if not, if not, and I've got to this point, I will <laughs> I will go back and edit them in. But yeah, so I'm not going to go too much into that. But what I will say is that I think from um, his passing, um, the Scott Hutchins family uh, helped, helped create the Tiny Changes charity, which um, is dedicated to kind of helping the mental health the mental health of young of children and young adults or teenagers and um yeah there's been quite a few kind of like um online festivals during the pandemic there's been um compilations that have been dedicated to been dedicated to kind of raising money and raising awareness of tiny changes as well so there's been 
there was a covers album that we had people from like Lauren Maybury from Churches, The Twilight Sad, uh, Frank Turner, um, Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, all being involved um, in his covers album to help uh, raise money for this charity and stuff. So um, yeah, so I, we, we're not going. We're not going to go through. We're not going to focus too much on that. Uh, I just wanted to acknowledge mm. acknowledge that part. And um, again, if anyone, if anyone is if anyone is in a kind of bad place and in a bad place, um, please do kind of look at tiny changes or um, look at any of the resources that I might I, that I will put into the show notes and mention at the start of the show. So okay, so yeah, I thought I just need to get that. Oh. There. <laughs> so, Sweet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and I think a lot, and I think a lot of. Frightened Rabbit. Um, well, for my my history of Frightened Rabbit is they're a band that I've always been aware of. They were they headlined the first Two Thousand Trees I was at, which was in twenty eleven. But wow. I never but I never saw them. Uh, I never saw them live. But the way I don't know if you ever been to Two Thousand Trees. No, no, I'd really love to go. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's I I'm saying I've not been since two thousand seventeen. But when I but in two thousand eleven, it's quite. It's quite close because all the stages are like interspersed in between all the, uh, the tents and stuff. And where we camped, we were like a two five minute walk from the ma- the main stage, and we, we couldn't see, but you could see the main arena bit, and we could hear the the main stage. So like, <clears throat> um, so pretty much, I think what happened is, and forgive me, people, because I'm about to mention Los Campesinos again. Um, yeah, I love Los Campesinos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my favorite band. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, they're my favorite band, and I keep I do not deliberately mean to keep bringing them up in every episode. But, <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> but they played the main stage, and then by that point, this was my first festival. I was absolutely knackered, so I went back. Oh. To, so I went back to the tent um, just to relax because I was knackered. I didn't get any sleep the night before. Disco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. I didn't get any sleep the night. Before. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not, it was not being staying up nights. I was I was trying. I just got. I had an early night the first night, and I just couldn't get to sleep. It was the first time in the sleeping in the set festival, and I just couldn't get to sleep. But um, yeah. But but then but during that moment, we were sat outside the tents, just talking. Like uh, sun had gone. Sun had pretty much gone down or going down. Um, so we put started putting the, the, the lights on and stuff. We could hear frightened rabbits. Yeah. Um, crystal clear because of just because of the from the main stage we could hear people singing along and stuff and it sounded really really good but um, oh. yeah but I, I tell I ne- you what I'm, I'm so jealous I'm such like a newcomer to the game I would have bloody loved to see them live like uh. yeah but um but I, I never but I never really kind of delved into them or listened to them as much um mm. i think pedestrian verse came out and i, I remember getting into that um but i never yeah. so i really quite like pedestrian verse um mm. particularly the song woodpile i love that song oh, uh, same. yeah yeah a good song but um yeah and but i never saw them live the only i never actually kind of went to like a gig to see them live the only time i ever saw them live was when they um headlined handmade festival in leicester in 2017 oh, okay. um nice. so i saw them there and stuff and um and i it was it was a really good really good gig and kind of fe- i felt guilty for not i felt guilty for not listening to them as much um, <laughs> apart from the apart from a few songs that i know of yeah including this album which i discovered i actually do own digitally that i bought off itunes i bought wow. it off itunes but yeah, and but I don't think I listened to it that much apart from a few songs because I was listening to this yeah. and I was surprised at how much that I remembered from it. Yeah, um, yeah. Was, yeah, and I was listening back and I was quite 
yeah, it's, it's they're a band that I kind of slightly annoyed at myself that I never <laughs> that I never listened to as much as I did. And yeah, there's always time though. You can be like yeah. a you can be like a Katie who, who rediscovers it and then is absolutely obsessed. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, so the album as a whole, it's um. Considering like the reputation, like from from what many friends, because I've got many friends who, um, who are kind of really into Fright and Rabbit, who absolutely loved Fright and Rabbit. Um, I think when when Scott Hutchison went missing, the amount of outpouring on Twitter, my Twitter feed was just full of mm. of it was it. There's hardly anything else apart. Uh, oh. Every everyone apart from like the odd few tweets, my Twitter feed was just full of people talking about Scott Hutchinson and. Um, so I was, so it was pretty much, it's pretty much kind of like in the kind of scene of music and my friends kind of in that bit. Um, but like the impression I always got was that it's quite very somber, very kind of gut breaking music, which it is, but. Ah, uh, it's like as an album is heartbreaking, like yeah. it's totally heartbreaking. And I, I don't know, like I love that kind of music. Well, I don't know, because it, it, it almost, uh, like, having, when you've kind of gone through, like, kind of struggles with your mental health and stuff, um, and you hear, like, some lines in it, and it's it's kind of like, I, I don't know, it's kind of like, you feel kind of seen a, a bit, so, but also, like, yeah, some of the, some of the lines are like, oh, my gosh, you know what I mean? But it's yeah. totally heartbreaking. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and, but it, it does it in kind of, it seems to have that kind of like melancholy, melancholy mm. kind of introspectiveness, but yeah. But what I, and what I wasn't expecting, or and what I yeah. didn't remember, or what I didn't remember from it when I, when I think when I must have listened to it, like almost a decade like, ago. I it, feel like a couple of the songs on there, a lot of them, I do is definitely like referring to like a relationship, like. Um, to like twist and the, like the opening song modern leper it's like uh oh, babes you were definitely going through like a breakup like you know like is it what the hell is going on today? but like i feel like that's so attached to so many like human experiences of um having you know having like turbulent relationships but also i, I don't know like that that other person it's probably hard to like be a partner to someone who's got like really bad mental health issues and yeah <laughs> well it's not but you know it's kind of like you're supporting each other but also you can knock each other down as well but yeah <laughs> yeah there's I think there's that and there's a kind of perhaps I wasn't expecting I mean it's not throughout the not the whole album but there's instances of the album where it's actually almost upbeat so like yeah yeah so like mm. yeah so it feels like so you've got this kind of gutting Kind of like vocal lyrics and stuff, and Scott Hutchinson, yeah. who's who's got an absolute unique voice. He's got a mm. really powerful kind of this like this like very kind of sorrowful voice that sounds like it sounds like it shouldn't be able to sing in tune, but it does. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah. So and it's got a voice that sounds like he's on the verge of crying on yeah. all the time, and I think and it's quite powerful. But it, mm. but then he's singing those songs. Uh, over music that is just 
like slightly left of top of the world by Imagine Dragons. Uh, yeah. 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 So yeah. like sometimes you'll have like this kind of upbeat stuff where like if you just switch the topic, it would be an absolute pop, upbeat pop, pop vote bamba, pop. banger. But yeah. It's, but it's kind of mixed in with this kind of very blunt, very kind of gutting, very kind of almost intrusive yeah. like, lyrics thing. So like it's it's it's, it's like... It feels like you're hearing the thoughts of someone that who thoughts of someone of like someone's diary, but the, mm. even the diary feels even the, it feels like more personal yeah. than a diary entry. I, I tell you what, like I I I kind of refer to like my own personal experience of like writing songs and stuff. I I treat some of my songs like um like di- diary entries. I feel like with with music, it's a it's a wonderful thing where you can kind of get something off your chest, and you've got like an outlet to kind of pour your heart into into like your songwriting. And I think that's probably like what attracted me so much to Frightened Rabbit when I started to started to listen to to the album for the first time, and then the millionth time, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just. It's like heartbreaking, but the, there's some songs which are quite like funny. Like he's got some lines in there, which are bloody hilarious. You know what I mean? And I feel like I know people with depression. A lot of them have got a wicked sense of humour because you have to. You bloody have to, like. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's a, there's a great. I think a lot of it feels like it's a great. It's a kind of, if nihilist is the same word, is the right word, but like, yeah. kind of like a very self-deprecating. Like yeah, sense of humor and <clears throat> again, yeah. long-term listeners of the podcast will know that I basically my my well before before I stop using before I stopped using it as much my pretty much the persona of the Twitter of the Picky Disc uh, Twitter account was basically self-deprecation. <laughs> it was basically <laughs> self-deprecation, like self-deprecation yeah. and stuff. And so that kind of like is, is I can I I can see the I. Self-deprecating humor is very much an appeal to me because, like, uh, uh, that's that's my default. That's my default when it comes yeah. to sense of humor as well. Uh, yeah, but Britain, mate, like, yeah. <laughs> so you gotta be self-deprecating in the winter. It's horrible. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, self-deprecating, sarcastic. <clears throat> yeah, sarcastic yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, but it's, it's that it's that kind of thing. It's that kind of thing and stuff. And um, and I think particularly and particularly for the Scottish sense of humor, they they have mm. that like. Uh, they have that yeah. down pat the oh my god yeah absolutely <laughs> quick like yeah yeah <laughs> and but again it's that bluntness so the lyrics that you were the lyrics that you was mentioning in for example poke which which um i won't mm. i won't repeat <laughs> i won't repeat that <laughs> later yeah but um yeah it's yeah it's it's that kind of bluntness that kind of like ease of stuff which mm. isn't at the the album isn't actually full of that it's it no does, no it it's very it's, it uses kind of like salty language or strong language but very deliberately so it kind yeah. of builds to that and it uses it deliberately so it's not so it's it doesn't feel as if it's constantly you like yeah it's it's, not... it's it's definitely not a potty mouth like you know but i i feel i feel like i don't i've heard i love swear words and songs but like done tastefully at the right time like I don't know, like a couple of years ago, I remember when we started writing music, uh, we had this one song and I was like F-bombing, like left, right and centre. And I was like, 
I accidentally got played on the BBC actually, and that was that was fun, that was a funny experience for for, for Katie. <laughs> they, they, I remember at the time, right? They were asking me. They were like, "Katie, are there any more swear words in this song?" And I was just like, oh, "I don't know." Uh. And then they were like, "Oh, we're just gonna pull it, okay?" And I was like, "Okay, fine." And then I was so mortified. I was like, "Oh gosh," but um, yeah, don't as in don't chuck too many swear words. You've got to be careful. Well. I don't know, you can't, you just got to be tasteful about it, you know, because, um, but like something like that, which is on an album, it's, it's there for the listener. And like the C-U-N-T words should we kick the see you next Tuesday in, I don't know, it's just funny, but also it's like cutting at the same time and kind of sad, like, you know. But, yeah, it's, yeah, I think, and I think it's when, and I think kind of they have impact. So mm. they have impact. So or like it, it stands out, and those. So you'll have moments where songs go kind of quite poetic, mm. quite poetic, and a very descriptive yeah. way of talk, of like to talking oh. about stuff. And then you'll oh, throw God. in like particularly the chorus of keeping of keep yourself warm, which you'll yeah. talk about. We'll talk about a bit later on, but uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll say that. But then that has an impact of like we're you expecting kind of like this poetic way of or simile or metaphor. Um, yeah, yeah, like that continues on with the with the choruses stuff. But then, like it's but then the kind of almost grim reality of life or grim reality of relationships kicks in and saying like not not everything is just a metaphor that you can kind of sing about. There is a reality. Yeah. So like the there's a the disconnect between the the romanticism of songwriting. If you speak, so you've got mm. like so you have like some of the world's most like famous songs from all the way down to um the bloke who does the open nights at the pub who will do who will use poetic language to just to kind of romanticize or kind of describe stuff and then yeah. you have some people that are a lot more blunt and say like a lot more blunt um scott Hutchinson, i think has the ability to do that and say like mm. oh creates this like 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 scape of imagery and then throws in yeah just basically throws in a line which like brings you back in brings you yeah. back down to earth it also like probably like emulates the way that people actually speak. So like, should we da 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 da? Is in should we pack it in? Like, um, yeah. And that's that's interesting to me because I, I love that with lyrics because I don't know. It's it feels like natural and it feels like it's in conversation and like that's really powerful and stands out in itself. I think, yeah. I really, I quite like that um, kind of balance between the two um, because it, it gives a relatability to it, which I think yeah. that people kind of can relate to. So, like, it's like, oh, yeah, so he's describing these feelings and then he's he's using language that you'd say in conversation and it's there's an instant yeah. relatability to that. And as li- listening to it, listening to this um, again for, for this episode, um, this episode, I was like, yeah, I can get that. Um, yesterday, so my original plan was because I only really, I only really started really listening to it today as we was recording it, um, whilst I was driving. Yeah. My original plan was because I was in Bristol last night. I was going to drive. There's about an hour and twenty minutes drive back home. Um, I was going to listen to the, listen to the album last night um, uh, in the yeah. dark. Um, but then I was like, yeah, that, that's yeah, nice. I, I, I decided not to because I I decided not to because. <laughs> I had a feeling that it might it might be a very strong uh, it might be too strong and I think I know I need to uh, I yeah. need to be able to focus on driving. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah, yeah. 
but good um, idea. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, a, it's definitely rich. Like, yeah. <laughs> given how friends have like described their reactions to like some of like frightened rabbits, I was like. I need to be able to, I don't want to like spend half a drive home in tears. Uh, I know. Tears. Oh yeah. God. But, yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> but yeah, completely. I can probably see, I can definitely see how, um, yeah. How you like, just how people can have that invo- like reaction to it. Mm. But, uh, yeah. I, I tell you, I tell you, I don't drive. So, um, it's really nice when you're catching a bus somewhere. <laughs> you can look out of the window, like, <laughs> And then suddenly you turn, and then suddenly a song hits you, and you suddenly they're cr- you're there like crying. crying on the bus, <laughs> and people are looking at you, going, "Are you okay? It's okay. I'm just listening to Frightened Rabbit." I bet, yeah, yeah. I've but done so, that a couple yeah. of times. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if we move on to the songs, some songs. So which songs jump out to you when you think about this album? All right, I'm gonna get the song list there. Uh. So I don't fast blood. Uh. Twit the twist. Um, keep yourself warm and probably oh gosh um, my backwards walk as well yeah my backwards walk yeah so which one so which one I want so what do you want to talk about first oh um shall we go twist because I love that song um yeah I don't know like it's definitely in in terms of oh gosh like it's you, you almost like paint a picture of a night out in your head like you know when and like he's, he's amazing at doing that like um with like painting a picture of like a scene of um like two people kind of coming together and it's like not necessarily because you know they actually like each other that much it's probably because they're lonely like and you can kind of tell that in the in the thing you know like kind of when you hook up with I don't know some like random on a night out um because of like a loneliness and and a wanting to to be have someone with you because you know you feel like shit like and I think that you know not that I kind of really do anything like that anymore but like I remember doing that but when you know I think everyone has from time to time you know but (laughs) yeah uh, what did you what do you think of twist um i think one of, i think one of the things i think there's there's like kind of interesting connections to other songs on the album and so when you were saying like there were a, that there were um like a story going through it yeah i think there's some quite interesting kind of language used here that gets brought up later on in the album but um yeah. yeah i think it's very kind of like similar in that it's just like kind of like two soul like two souls just like dancing yeah. like dancing a meaningless kind of like meaningless like yeah. dance with each other and just basically describing a meaningless one night stand um, yeah basically yeah and it's like um i don't know i would bloody love to cover that song like so much and sometimes you come across um it's not when that i can like whip out in karaoke you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to like i am have to find a way of i don't know yeah doing that cover but um yeah me and bev do acoustic sets sometimes so i reckon maybe we could probably whip one in there that way but yeah but But i'd love to cover it absolutely but this is but yeah i think but this is definitely one of the more kind of dark i think one of the darker kind of connotations of the album as well because it's on about like a connection but it's very it's it's about it's it's about a one night stand but it's very dissociative it's not 
there's no emotion in there at all. It's very yeah. the language being used is very deliberately unrealistic. So it's it's just a case of I just want to something, but not emotionally. It's it's all it, all it really like juxtaposes with like the music though as well. Like I don't know, like musically and melodically, it sounds almost like a quite sweet song. Like um, uh, I need what's it? Dress yourself around me. I need. So I need human heat. I need human heat. Like like that. Like hook. I need human heat. It's like oh, I just need someone to keep my bed warm. Like and it's cuffing season, so <laughs> <laughs> very appropriate, you know. Um. Yeah. Nah. But also, like I feel like I don't know. In in life, like you don't like necessarily. Especially, especially nowadays now, you know, you don't necessarily need to be in love to get, like, you need some air. Like, I don't know. I think it's probably, like, in the song, he's, like, searching for that, like, intimacy. Um, and he's finding it in, like, a dark place, you know? What, but what I think is quite interesting with this song as well is that it's, it's, it is just more like particularly in the first like the first two kind of verses before the chorus kicks in um it's just like it's very kind of like there's no emotion to it it's just like oh are you this are you this um okay are we are we doing mm. there's like a very kind of very awkwardness yeah. and interaction yeah i stuff, guess but... like i guess like with relationships though like and dating it is really awkward at the beginning like you know when you're kind of getting to know someone but, like, it kind of speaks to that thing of, like, a one-night stand, right? Because you don't really know if it's, like, a complete random, but you don't really know them. And it's just, like, yeah, but, like, it also it's kind of sad because you kind of, you know, want somebody. You're obviously, like, kind of, like, he's obviously, like, lonely. And he's, like, seeking, I don't know, that support and stuff in, I don't know, uh, like, kind of shallow when I stand you know but I but I think like there's such like a human experience there like it, it being in you know your 20s and doing stupid shit like that like um I don't know I kind of discovered the album probably at the right time you know because well in 2008 I would have been I'm 27 now so I would have been in year eight in school so I don't think I would have like <laughs> it's probably not good for me to listen to Frightened Rabbit <laughs> I was listening to Munford and Sons I think at the time what a loser I <laughs> no judgment um... uh, well I don't know like the the kind of folky rock elements of like month and sentence now like i don't know it's like i feel, I feel like frightened rabbit like that they're, they're not similar i don't want to compare them because it's so much better like but, in, but it's in the folky kind of elements obviously are they i just feel like aren't month and sentence like christian or something i don't know actually I'm i think not... i think I think they are. So it's like it's a bit like more hopeful and poppy and something that your mom would want to go to. But like Frightened yeah. Rabbit is like more like death and destruction and the world of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I think before we move on, I think what's quite interesting is that the kind of outro is where it's a twist and whisper the right name. I'm Dave, if you please. The twist is that you're just like me. Yeah. You need company, you need human heat, you need human heat. I've I kind of see that as 
I, I, I might be, I might be, I'm probably reading too much into it, but I kind of see that as him kind of almost feeling slightly dismayed at that. So like that part mm. of him was kind of hoping that they there'd be some there'd be some like an emotional attack, like they'd fo- the partner bio. would feel, yeah, yeah. That, so that. It- like almost that like he wants them to stay you know what I mean but uh, like his motivation for having them stay um is probably because he's lonely because he needs human heat he needs someone like with him you know um but yeah I've done I do like whisper the right right name I've definitely done that before Like I've got, I gotta give like a caveat to people now. I'm like, I'm really dyslexic, so there's people that I know who I'm friends with, and I'll be like, I'm really sorry, um, I can't remember your name, and it's it's so awkward, right? Because oh gosh, but it's neurodiversity, it's the spice of life. <laughs> <laughs> but funny though, isn't it? Yeah. You, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly. I don't usually do. I'm gonna slightly veto where we're going to next because I think there's. A, there's a nice transition to another song from oh, yeah, this. Sure. Yeah, um, so I usually I'll ask the guest to choose, but the, the but this I think this song acts as a kind of precursor or prequel to keep yourself warm. Yeah, yeah. And I think pre- keep yourself warm. Um, like one of the high for me personally, it's one it's one of the best songs on the album. Mm. Perhaps one of the yeah. Frightened Rabbit's best songs. But mm. it feels as if they are, if it kind of almost references the twist. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like it's it's almost like at the start twist is when he got together with this person and then keep yourself warm is like when she they've gone and chagged someone else basically. And like that that rejection, like but also he could be like saying that to himself, you know, like you don't need to have these meaningless relationships so in order to kind of keep yourself warm like kind of just get an electric blanket mate it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah but i think as with the twist i think the end of the twist i think kind of things that he kind of perhaps wanted wanted something yeah like or kind of like perhaps subconsciously was hoping that there might be the chance of that um but i think but i think um keep yourself warm is the kind of is the is the um well what's the word i'm trying i'm trying to think of the word now that's okay the acceptance that an acceptance that that might never come and so yeah so keep yourself warm is so kind of nihilist and so like has that kind of almost like dark almost not it's beyond sarcasm like a very kind of blunt like Mm. Like contrarian view of relationships and sex. Mm. You won't find love in a hole. Bloody out. <laughs> oh god, thanks, mate. <laughs> Sorry, I thought about that. Like, <laughs> according to Genius, getting your hole is a Scottish and Irish slang phrase is for it? sex. Yeah, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so, so I think it kind of. Oh, so cool. it's, because I, I I I always viewed it as 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 being about depression, but <laughs> so mm. you won't you won't find it in a in like a in a hole. So if you're depressed, you won't find it. But um, maybe it's a double meaning, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. But th- but then again, that perhaps there's 
there's quite an intelligent there's probably this that's probably like one of the examples of the intelligence of the songwriting in that mm. you've got if if you've got a song that can mean different things to different people yeah yeah, yeah. i i i love that i love like when people like sometimes with music you kind of put it out into the world and then people have their own like kind of like analysis of stuff and you're like oh actually that was Sometimes you like put like a lyric in um, because it sounds cool, you know, like and someone will be like, oh, yeah, I've noticed this about this. And you're like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that all, all the time. Aren't I clever? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or someone will go like, oh, I love that. I love that song that they wrote. It was it's a bit this example of how people interact and all yeah. these multi-layered things and stuff. And the singer goes, I wrote it about me liking cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something, yeah. <laughs> or some or like, like a throwaway song about something yeah. gets taken into yeah but apparently some of the world's best best known songs were written in five minutes yeah um, but uh well what i love about um being like a welsh language artist is that um you get i write songs sometimes in welsh which are like the ones that i don't really want people to know because they're usually about people to be honest with you and they can't speak welsh so i know i'm fine <laughs> but like I've, I've got this we've got a song called waithiai from uh an ep that we put out last year and um yeah it's about dumping my boyfriend or like breaking up with my ex like and um yeah i remember i was with him at the time when i wrote it and then i was like oh shit this is about you like it's a hell of a song like people it got it, it did pretty well like at the time <laughs> I think it got played on Radio 6. So, like, every time we... I don't play that song now live. I'm like, oh, this song is about me dumping my boyfriend. And that's lovely to, like, a, an English, you know, an audience that don't really think. Because it gives it a bit of context, you know, and it's a bit funny. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, a little bit of a tangent there. Yeah. No, but, um, yeah, but I think it's kind of, like, semi-related because it's about the kind of nature of songwriting and the meanings of it and yeah. yeah but then and if you're going back to keep yourself warm um there's like it's you got the kind of very blatant like almost very blatant um or like metaphors that are i think are kind of deliberately kind of deliberately clumsy so like yeah it's, it's a choo-choo train a rocket launch if you have a hormone f- race i'm bound to finish first again self-deprecating yeah <laughs> very self-deprecating um, yeah i let people i let people figure out why um but but that kind but it's 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 like a deliberately kind deliberately clumsy um metaphor which is like it's 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 a, it's a, it's a clever way of being frank and honest without just without using ex- the ex- I don't mean explicit as in kind of explicit, explicit as in kind of just saying literally like, oh, like, oh, um, basically I'll become, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll premature ejaculate because that's what basically he's talking about. Um, but he uses, I, I ta- he, he, he kind of uses, I love songs which are like about, uh, not like all songs. It's such a clever song about sex, like um, in terms of uh, like the, the lyrics are beautiful, like, as in, it's about, like, you know, uh, you know, what you just described, but it's still kind of beautiful, you know, so, but also, like, there's a sense of humour there, (laughs) um, but, yeah, and it's definitely, like, a skill to write in something like that, and he's, he makes himself, like, so vulnerable, like, in all of, all of the songs, really, but, like, yeah, um, 
yeah and yeah there's, there's such a skill to it and it's it's beautiful it takes more than fucking someone to keep keep yourself warm like and it's also like kind of like coming to the realization that uh I have to keep myself warm rather than having like a an extra body you know like that coat when when you're mentally unwell you kind of sometimes get like codependent like on a partner because some I, I feel like it's like love is almost like a serotonin like hit like sometimes and you know that's not fair and the you know so I don't know and then he's like oh having that realization and you're, you're by yourself really like <laughs> yeah yeah the genius annotation that's next to that line about the it takes more for someone you don't have to keep warm um <clears throat> Goes it's a in bold. It's got, it takes more than li- liaisons with a stranger to find someone who will truly care for you. Or your bed won't be warmed by sexual interaction with a stranger, mm. as they're most likely gone in the morning, leaving that space next to you cold and empty. So like, yeah, yeah. So it, it, and kind of and linking back to the twist, mm. which describes this um, kind of lack of like it the. The twist it seems to be about the moment, whereas keep yourself warm is about the lasting aftermath. emotional. The, the, is the is the, is the aftermath or the mm. emotional kind of fallout of perhaps doing several twists. <laughs> <laughs> too doing too many twists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but again, it, it, yeah, but it's, it's just regret, just a really great uh, kind of lyric, and I, um, there's a great. There's the Twilight Sad, who um, I think Grant, Hutching, Grant Hutchinson is now a member of. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a recording somewhere, and I, I know this because of the Gig Peaks podcast with Ivor Graham and the other one whose name I've forgotten. Um, they they mentioned the co- they covered this song, um, and but it's a live recording, and oh, wow. and you can hear the crowd singing along with the Twilight Sad's oh. version, and it's. It's really powerful. It's a really powerful mm. kind of thing and stuff, and it's kind of like, um, yeah, it's a quite strong how that that works and stuff. And they did. I think there is a covers album. Um, I think it's like a twentieth anniversary or something like no, or tenth anniversary of um of the album kind of coming out. And I don't know. I listened to like loads of bands had picked like different songs and stuff. And like Biffy Clyro did a cover like on it like there's obviously like so much like mutual ex- respect for 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 that band you know so yeah that's that's that was the i think that was the album that i was referring to earlier because that's oh, yeah. like ben gibbard um and like lauren maybrief church Virtues um on there as well and but that was postponed a year because it was due to be released in 2018 but because of hutchinson's death they postponed it for a year because it was it was recorded before before it happened, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's sad. That's really sad. <clears throat> so, where do you want to? So, where would which song do you want to talk about next? Oh, um, should we talk about Fast Blood? Uh, I um, musically, I love the start of this song. Um, I think yeah, it's wicked. Yeah, it's um, it's one that I kind of like initially, initially when I kind of discovered Brighton Rabbit. I was obsessed with like twist and backwards walk and poke. But then I more recently the more I've kind of listened to the album, I, I really love this song. Like comparatively to like other other songs on the album, like the music is quite like sad. Like 
in this one. Um, and it's almost like, I, I don't know, like kind of, oh God, it's sad, but also like, do you know, like a manic street preacher? Like, do you know, like man, sta- it makes me think of like a man kind of like standing in the street, like just singing his heart out. Like, um, yeah, no. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think with this one as well. I mean, this is another song which is about <laughs> another song which is about sex. But uh, considering, but consider, <laughs> then again, though, considering that the album is called Midnight Organ Fight, which again is a massive euphemism. Um, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. is it? Oh bloody hell! I didn't know that. Yeah, because yeah, because um, the Midnight Organ Fight's from this 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 song. Yeah, so, um, oh, tr- trust me to like accidentally pick a, an album about shagging. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, if 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 I mean, if you think about the term "midnight organ fight," yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> people listening, people, people are going to be listening back to this, going like, "Catch it on, tell us something." <laughs> but, but no, um, oh god. But no, yeah. So the again, this is a, again another another um. Another song about sex, but this was actually confirmed. So uh, there was an interview on the Goddess of TV um, website, which uh, he basically said that he's, he's actually a euphemism for it as well. But again, it's th- this is this one's quite interesting. This is this is before Twist and Keep Yourself Warm, but this one is very much this is very much like the metaphor poetry rather than being quite blunt. Um, so this is full of yeah. metaphor, full of, full of metaphor, full of language. Yeah, like I, I don't know, like midnight organ fight, like it kind of comes up to a good night is stock time. Let's get paralyzed down both sides. Yeah, it's 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 poetry. Like I don't know, it's it's funny reading lyrics like actually on a on a thing. Yeah, but it's quite sad. It's almost like kind of like I don't know. You can I you can kind of sense like a uh, you know that emptiness really like do you know when you you kind of like coming towards like the end of like a relationship and like so and you're still like intimate with that person but it's not it's not good <laughs> it's it's basically that but um you know the music is I don't know it's so kind of like proggy almost you know when it kind of builds up and builds up and builds up and like it's like and the sort of hurricanes through me and you're like whoa like is in like it's almost like a the physical effect of being heartbroken like I don't know being heartbroken man you you just like what what I kind of felt like like being heartbroken it's like sometimes it, it it shocked me like like the physical pain that sometimes you know you could be in like this actually physically hurts <laughs> and and I think like in the song like he he definitely he touches on that but encapsulates that experience so well um, yeah and definitely with Frightened Rabbit there's so many songs that they've got and you just feel, you're like oh my god you hit the nail on the head you did hit the nail. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It's like a, um, the, 
the genius. I, I won't. I won't say what the genius organization believes the chorus to be because it's very different to your. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I won't say what. The, the genius annotation says anyway because it's very much more um explicit but uh um but yeah i think again this is much more of a much more of a kind of descriptive song like descriptive song which is about sex but then I, but i find it interesting you bring up the prog rock aspects to it mm-hmm. because that's basically all that 70s prog rock songs were about or there's either yeah. doing it or doing drugs um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, uh, Sex, drugs, and sausage rolls. Yes, <laughs> I think the fast food as well. It talks about kind of flat, like the kind of like the in- intensity or arousal and kind of that heightened emotion that happens um, during sex and stuff. And yeah, it's with the and it kind of stands out with that kind of mu- like musical instruction because it's it's it doesn't feel as folky as the rest of the album so it kind of no, stands out so mm. it kind of stands out with that kind of like almost yeah. that guitar kind of like riff through it so it's more it's very much more rock than folk yeah that's probably why i like it to be honest <laughs> um i'm i'm a rock chick <laughs> but um yeah no i like i like that i like i don't know like the kind of overarching message of um you know the the song fast blood is kind of like it kind of i don't know it's like it, it, it suits the music kind of suits the song if that makes sense yeah so like yeah. with with twist and um uh the it's called keep yourself warm like is in that kind of you know suits it suits so, so that both songs as well but like I love albums which are like very dynamic and there's different songs which are like quieter and louder and it's it, they're a wicked band because they you know they can slip in and out of having like really folky songs and then having like you know big belters like fast blood you know that get the crowd going <laughs> you know um yeah we we like really love writing like that and we're currently doing our second um album at the moment and there's there's a lot of dynamics in it that you wouldn't expect from a, a rock band so watch out <laughs> <laughs> but That's like it. definitely like frightened rabbit have been because i only discovered them about a year ago so like i don't this album is it's definitely going to influence <laughs> <laughs> big influence for the for the, the next album but yeah. okay so <laughs> so if so if the second Kramer album is full of nihilistic songs about sex then we know why yeah yeah <laughs> 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 with 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 the very sporadic use of the f word and c words so. Yeah, no, it's been like a little bit, a little effort. I'm not scared after like my um, BBC experience now. I'm just doing it for more tastefully life. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've got, I think we've got room for just a couple more. So which other, which other song, which was the next song you kind of want to? Uh, I'd love to talk about poke. Like poke. Oh my God. So like when... When I don't know when I've been crying on the bus, like, um, <laughs> which I do normally, to be honest with you. But <laughs> the opening line to Pokes was it poke out my iris? Why can't I cry about this? Maybe 
you know something that I don't. We adopt a brand new language, communicate through purse lips. You don't want to be with me, just say and I'll go. Yeah, sorry, terrible singing there. <laughs> um, yeah, just bloody hell. It like it hits you like instantly. But also like poke out my iris, why can't I cry about this? It's like Oh gosh, like so many men like can't cry and like so many men can't like process their like emotions because of like toxic masculinity. And like um I'm really lucky, like I, I'll cry all the bloody time. I'll cry in public, I'll cry on the best. Like, but like crying about something is it's really good because it gets it off your bloody chest, like like cry like human beings are meant to cry. But obviously, like, the world has kind of taught men that they're not allowed to. And, you know, that's really wrong, you know. But, like, like having, like, a song, like, a line like that in a song come out in, like, 2008, like, where, yeah, it's, yeah, I love Poke. It's one of my my favourite songs on the album, I think, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the things that, um, that, I got from this album that I completely forgot to completely forgot about until you just brought it up is that there's a very openness and I think in, particularly in how Scott Hutchinson uh, conducted himself in interviews in just how honest and open that he was about his feelings particularly in music yeah and yeah. and we, particularly with particularly with men and kind of like this idea that people can't like don't have the chance to like verbalize emotions and stuff and or either don't have the chance or can't seem to get the chance to kind of talk about things and stuff it's um mm. that's almost like a universal thing that's probably happened and stuff where you've got kind of like almost repressed emotion that repressed emotion yeah. that any kind of semblance of emotion is like either shut down and stuff which is i yeah i could i could yeah. talk i could talk for hours and hours and hours about that experience particularly yeah um so yeah so I'm, I'm 38 so i was i was i was like a teenager in the early noughties so i think mm. in so yeah i was 18 in like 2003 so like it was yes so before then it was pretty much still in the prime of like oh you don't really talk about yeah stuff, don't really uh, talk about stuff like, yeah or talk about stuff or anything or yeah you don't or anything or like pretty much like if you cry if you yeah. Like a couple of, uh, yeah. There, there has been instances. There was instances at second in, during secondary school where I, 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 I cried. I was, I cried, and yeah, people never let you forget it and like, yeah. kind of like mocked you for it. So if you was like, yeah, yeah, kids and, are so cruel. They're yeah. so mean. Yeah, and yeah, and it's and for example, taking it back to poke, he actually on about like, oh, why can't I cry about this and. Why do we like, communicate through stuff? And it's interesting. Yeah. So I think the this this song I think is probably perhaps more aimed towards a partner, so towards a partner. But I think it still feels as if still feels yeah. as if that if if that's what the protagonist and um, Scott. Well, this is probably going to be about Scott because Scott has said that this yeah. is one of his most personal songs. If he feels like he can't actually communicate to perhaps the person he should be, be, be most open to. What yeah. Chance, what chance will he will he or other yeah. people have I t- I tell talking what, to that's... friends or mm. professionals and stuff? I tell you what, like it's so it's so interesting because like 
when you kind of come to like the end of a relationship it takes you know it takes you like a lot to like talk to your partner about the way you're actually feeling because it's so awkward like you know um and it's also like you can't like it's almost like you're stopping yourself from addressing that problem like uh, but like obviously like there's so many songs which are like self-deprecating and you can kind of tell that you know he's really going through the ringer but you kind of you're kind of stuck in your own own head with it yeah it's beautiful There's, a, there's an interesting line here. It says, why won't I love kill over as it chokes on a bone and we mourn its passing and bury it in the snow? There's like a very kind of interesting thing of like, how will this end? Will it end abruptly abruptly and not easily? Or yeah. are we just going to let it kind of die in its sleep? Fizzle out, yeah. I tell, I, and it's kind of like that, like, I don't know, at the end of a relationship, it's almost like you grieve it. And, you know, you grieve like the the good times and you grieve like the you know the bad well you think about the bad times as well but like uh, yeah it's kind of like you're seeing you're like looking into the future and you're anticipating something happening and like why won't I love keel over as it chokes on a bone like as in choking on a bone that's a very like beautiful metaphor for oh yeah things are really shit like like kind of like it's almost like uh, you know what I mean that that is so clever like because it's like you know you're not physically able to talk about it yeah like or are you just gonna like yeah but I think particularly like with dating and relationships now there's there's like there's a whole set of like language towards like like ending relationships and you know casual relationships as well that there probably wasn't back in I don't know 2008 like like you know like ghosting and um like I don't know what's called uh situationships and you know that kind of like language that we've got to describe like dating culture now like we didn't I don't we didn't necessarily well I was in year eight so I I wasn't having any any situationships or boyfriends because the boys in my school were mean (laughs) in the valleys (laughs) Uh, 2008 I was 22 and also probably wasn't having any uh, situationships at the time so uh, but yeah but but and but that's the that 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 kind those three lines precede the one that you referenced at the very start of this mm. kind of thing and stuff and which is a very which is the contrast of like do we let this yeah. peacefully die or do we just kick it in the you know what and Should, watch and yeah. just basically just watch it die stuff and it's that duplication of do we rip the band-aid off or do we so, kind of just yeah I said, do we do we kick it? Um, see you next Tuesday, or watch as it dies from bleeding. If you don't want to be with me, just say and I'll go. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, but also it's like, oh, if you don't want to, do you want to be with me? Go because like stay in and almost like maybe he's getting led on, you know, and like being kind of led on and it's not going really well. That's a horrible experience. Like it's not very nice. It's in it's just like kind of like, oh look, let's finish it and then we can both move on with our lives. Like or like should we kick it in? That's almost like it's almost like a violent, like are we gonna are we gonna like let it die in his sleep? Are we gonna have a big argument and then never speak to each other again? And he's almost like laying out those options, you know. But 
the song is almost about like anticipating that and it's well good like to be fair it's good and if anyone's going through like a breakup or a divorce you're gonna have to listen to <laughs> midnight organ fight it's so good i've like prescribed it to people <laughs> before <laughs> And goes like, oh, are you too happy? Here's an album that you need to listen to. It's like, yeah. oh, I've just broken up with your missus. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I actually did prescribe it to someone and um they were like, they were like, that was class. Thank you very much. It was a really good recommendation. I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think overall, I think the song, I think the song and kind of the album as a whole, I think as we kind of move on to, the, as we move away from talking about some of the songs, um kind of has that ability to describe that kind of aspect or phase of um yeah or that kind of, of that relationship or that kind of like the relationship or how to process emotions mm. and stuff and yeah there's and, yeah and i think yeah it's same because i'm shame we probably don't have time to talk about a lot more of the other stuff so like i mean we haven't even touched on the modern leper which oh my like, god which i think is probably it's... one of their biggest songs it's uh, a banger yeah um oh yeah modern leper like is that is that you in front of me come back for even more exactly the same you must be a masochist the leather modern leper on his last legs bloody hell like oh i tell you what i love dating sad boys so <laughs> this is very me yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, the yeah, I think I think that song appears has appeared on like loads of TV programs as well. Um, it's because it's probably the well, the, I say because it it's probably the most radio friendly, but I just noticed an F word in it. Um, so yeah. Uh, also, can you can you use the word cripple anymore? Like I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I don't within the context of a song, but like I don't think I think I would be too scared to, you know. Mm. <laughs> But then, but I think the, the but I think it's a very kind of deliberately over the top image of a leper because mm. the leper because like leper is like someone yeah. who has lost uh, has lost limbs and stuff. So it's what yeah, and so it's that, like someone yeah. I guess like within the con yeah, when you put it like that, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and but also like it's so self deprecating the way he's like describing himself. Like, uh, you know, does it sound very attractive? But like that's you, you know what I mean that that kind of you know love a modern leper like obviously he's talking about his faults and um it's like why does why would anyone like me like almost like why would anyone like me why why would anyone want to be in a relationship with me and then that's almost like open opening you up then and also like kind of kind of like. It's interesting that that's like the first song on the album, like because some sometimes if you if it was like a chronological album which went through like a story of like different different songs, like that one would probably come more towards the end, I reckon. Like, yeah, but, yeah. But I think I think this one, yeah, this one. There's a kind of like message in here. I think with the way it talks, is that like that. The protagonist of the song, or the well, or Hutchinson, or whoever the mm. song's about at the moment, talking about someone saying like they've got so low an opinion of themselves that the reaction of like that anyone who might have show a hint of attraction to them, they're like, "Why? What's wrong with you?" 
and I, yeah. I, 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 yeah, and I really wish I did not relate to that song as much as I have in the past. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, don't worry. I've related to that song. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Saying, like so, like he goes, like, why, why, why? What's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> uh, I do yeah. Scott like Hutchinson is my type. Like, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, but yeah. So that's, that's I just want to briefly mention them on Leper anyway before we move on to towards as as we start to wrap things up. Um, a brief chat about the reception of the album. So the album um, did uh, did astonishingly well uh, critically. Uh, wide widespread acclaim. So Metacritic has it is giving it an eighty percent, which is ridiculous. <laughs> which is quite high. Yeah, yeah, it um, is a banger though. To be fair, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. A minus for the AV Club, uh, Draining Sound nine out of ten. The Fly uh, four out of five, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Irish Times four out of five. Mojo four out of five. Pitchfork gave it an eight point one, which is practically a ten everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. My, now nowadays like, i didn't really realize like sometimes like i i love albums which are like a four or like a two because it's like oh it's not quite perfect but like if something's a 10 i don't really trust it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, i've yeah. always been yeah um the, the, the pitchfork rating has pretty much been like a staple of this like podcast now where i have to try and find it for each album yeah. <laughs> um but it's been but it's been interesting and yeah, apologies. Yeah. For, apologies for everyone. I've, I've had this conversation. I keep bringing this conversation this up now, but um, I always find it quite interesting. So, like, I've had so now that we've had episodes picked where guests have picked albums that have ranged from getting a ten on Pitchfork, and mm. the lowest we've had is a one point five. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. So like, I think Do Little Boy Pixies was given um ten, and like Mika's yeah. Life in Cartoon Motion was one point five. Uh, oh, that's me. Yeah, I love I think, Mika. <clears throat> Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a very that was a very interesting read, but um, particularly particularly on that's mainly a pitchfork thing more than anything. But I find it quite interesting that um, yeah, I think IGN of all places um gave it a nine point eight, which wow. I, and I thought it was just a video games website. Yeah. Um, oh, there we go. There's just loads of loads of like very strong critical things. Uh, Lost Rise for Lost at Sea magazine. John Burke awarded a score of nine point five and noted there is honesty in these songs that cannot be found on most of the pretentious pap getting heralded as the next big thing. Whether or not you choose to accept it, the fact in capital letters that is that Scotland's own Hutchinson brothers have created a sweet and powerful collection of tunes with the midnight organ fight. Hmm. I think it's it's definitely touched a lot of people, like, you know. I like hit a nerve, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, there's a there's a section as well. There's a section as well on um on the Wikipedia about musicians' reactions to this. So yeah, yeah, Death Cab for Cutie bassist Nick Harmer cites that this was the his favorite album of 2008. Wow. Biffy Clyro frontman Simon Neal stated in a 2000 October 2008 interview that the Modern Leopard was his favorite song of the year, and then pretty soon after, Frightened Rabbit, but then was announced as the support during the December tour. Wow, that's big. So, yeah. yeah um, I do. Yeah, in, yeah. Other fans include um, Fight Star slash Busted member Charlie yeah. Simpson. Yeah. Who said that the best thing 
he's ever heard for as long as he can remember. And uh, Jim Atkins of Jimmy Eat World posted a blog on the band's official MySpace page, which is definitely uh. dating uh, when you talk about 2008, uh, citing that the Midnight Organ Fight was my favourite album of the year. Such a great combination of writing as livery, one of the best live acts I got to see this year as well. I am really excited to see what 2009 brings for these guys. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's... So, yeah, there's, I mean, a couple of times on the podcast we've had albums that have perhaps been more like, oh, a musician's album than perhaps a fan's album. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, like the seventh episode ever, I remember having this conversation with um, Max uh, talking about how Clarity with Jimmy World seemed to be more of a, a an album that influenced musicians rather than an album that affected, um, yeah. like, uh, fans and stuff, whereas... The Midnight Organ Fight might be one of the few albums where it seemed as if it was both. Because mm. I know so many people who love Frightened Rabbit, who love this album. I even, after, when, when, uh, when Your Choice got to me, I messaged the WhatsApp group and goes, oh, someone's picked a Midnight Organ Fight night. And I just had about three people go, yes. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've got, so I, and actually, a few of those are previous guests, actually. So I've got previous guests on this podcast yeah. who are going to be looking forward to this this uh, this chat. Really? So, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh sweet! So, yeah, it's it, it is a banger. Like I was looking at the list, and then I was like going through F, and I noticed not a lot of people. No one's done Fontaines yet, which I'm like that. So I was like, kind of like, oh, no one's done Frightened Rabbit Midnight Organ Fight. I was like, all right, I am getting in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm bagsy in that one. Yeah. <laughs> but but um... yeah. Yeah, it's done really well. Yeah, so example, select song experiences on the Wikipedia article. On the Wikipedia article, um, yeah, for example, I recently rewatched the show Chuck and Fright and Rabbit mm. show up so many times on Chuck. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, One Tree Hill apparently as well. Grey's Anatomy, um, as well as Old oh. Old Fashioned was featured in a 2010 UK National Lottery advert. Oh wow! I tell you what, it's got that that vibe. You know, I tell you that. That was probably quids in for them. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, I could see that on an advert. To be fair, like either that or um, Fright and Rabbit is like a favorite band for music supervisors on US TV shows. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like Old Fashioned is probably like the one song on the album that my mum would probably like. You know what I mean? Like it's like happy, but there's probably a bit of barbed wire in there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, like I I gotta admit I haven't listened to that one as deeply because I just love the others so much to be honest. But I wouldn't skip it though, you know. <laughs> I know what the answer of this is going to be, um, but I'm going to ask it as per ceremony anyway. Have you ever seen Frozen Rabbit live? No, no. Um, yeah, I'm a late late bloomer, and I would have loved to. I think, like, yeah. Absolutely, would have loved to. Yeah. Um, I've one point five. I'll say one and a half. I'll, um, I won't count. <laughs> I won't count the two thousand trees. I've seen them live because I was just hearing them rather than actually seeing them. I did see them in Leicester, as I said earlier, and as I said, it's kind of like I just watched the set going. I really should listen to them more. Um, <laughs> so they were really good live, and it's it, it's a shame that kind of that Scott isn't with us anymore because he's yeah. he was such a really good frontman. Mm. So oh, wow. okay, so people have listened to Midnight Organ Fight and perhaps want to listen to more Frightened Rabbit. Where would you recommend they go to next? Oh, uh, gosh, what's the song? 
Um, I think it's probably like the the last album I really like. Um, so the the song I wish I'm still sober. I wish I was sober. Oh gosh, what was the? Sorry, I'm terrible. Painting with... of a panic attack. Painting of a panic attack. What a beautiful album title. Like a painting of a panic attack. It's so yeah, that I think probably I would listen to that one next. We can't really go wrong though. Like his solo album is really good. Just like what's called pedestrian what's called verse as well. Banging. That's the one that's one I was kind a bit more familiar with. Um The Woodpile, I love that song, which is and it's actually The Woodpile is their most played song on Spotify, which is Kind of weird. Yeah. I thought yeah. it probably would have been Keep Yourself Warm and Modern Leopard, but no. Woodpile yeah. 16.6 million. Uh, Keep Yourself yeah. Warm 13.4 and Modern Leopard is only 10. Yeah. I wish I was sober. Um, that's, that's got a lot of plays as well. I think that probably definitely strikes a chord with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, no. Nah, I think there's only like three, three albums on there. You could, you could go, you could rinse through. Frightened Rabbit and quickly become a strong, strong fan, I think. Well, that's what's happened to, with me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm was... in, in the cult. <laughs> yeah, um, I've not listened to Al John. I've not listened to Mass System either. Have you no. have you listened have you checked out Mass System? No, no, not yet. I'm I'm terrible for listening on a specific album and then rinsing it to death. <laughs> I, yeah, I like okay. that one. <laughs> But I'll have to give it give it the time of day. I think. Soon. I think Mass <laughs> System is a lot more synthy. I think it's a lot more electronic. Is uh, oh, yeah. Cool. So and cool. I know there are kind of aspects of there are aspects of electronic electronic music. Like there's like the odd kind of either synth keyboard that kind of like right. nestles underneath, but never kind of overtakes yeah. the songs in this. So uh, yeah, I I'm get not... yeah. They're probably like switching it up a little bit, you know. But that's that's cool. Yeah, I love. So we're now here. We're now at the very, very most important question of the of the podcast, which is the song for the Spotify Hall of Fame playlist. Now, for people who've not listened to this before, what this is, I'm going to ask Katie to pick one song from the album to be immortalised forever on the Spotify Hall of Fame playlist. I can't veto it. Whatever Katie says goes. So, Katie, Ooh. what song are you going to pick? Oh, the power! Oh my god! Um, I'm going to go for. Oh, this is so hard. Oh. Oh, I tell you what, because we haven't spoken about it yet. Um, well, I'll go for my backwards walk. Yeah, my backwards walk. Yeah, my backwards walk. So why why my backwards walk? I love, I love the oh God. It's so good. Uh, yeah, do the the kind of huh. You're the shit, and I'm knee deep in it. You're the shit, and I'm knee deep in it. You're like that. Oh, yeah. And it kind of like builds as well. They've got like a beautiful ability to bring, like at the start of the song, you're like in one spot and then all at the end, you've ended up completely somewhere else. And I love that. And I love like music that does that and goes off on like a tangent. It's not like samey or, you know, you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. It's, but yeah, but they've got like that catchiness as well, that kind of like, hooks you in and, you, and you're there but I'm working on my backwards walk 
and it's like oh, really sad you know at the at the end you kind of like um you kind of like imagining him like flipping walking you know like also like my backwards walk is like kind of like you're going backwards and out out the room like to the thing and end yeah that's such a good one uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i completely forgot about that one i was like yeah i completely agree the you're the shit and i'm needed in it um <laughs> re- really great kind of refrain line yeah um, to end a song on but um so and we're here now at the end of our chat casey now uh yeah it's been great to kind of delve into kind of Frightened Rabbit and listen to an album that I perhaps should have listened to several, several years ago. Um, <laughs> but before we go, um, if people want to find you or listen to any of the Kramer stuff, where can they find you? Oh, so we are on all social media platforms with Chroma Band UK. Um, give us a follow. Um, but yeah, we've just recently released our first album, Ask for Angela, and that's available on all streaming platforms um and yeah so check us out like give us a listen on spotify (laughs) Uh, but you can also buy out if you really like it then you can also buy our um our album through alcopop records so yeah (laughs) yeah i'm yeah i'm stupidly kind of alcopop fan uh, oh they're so good they're so so good um yeah i was really emotional like holding the album like you know in front of me and i was like oh my god but yeah nah um we're they're, they're a wonderful label and we're i i love loads of the artists we were on alcopop like it's yeah it's it's a great place to be <laughs> yeah i, I, I kind of I, I often kind of jokes many years ago that they that jack used to sign like just seemed to sign people from my music from my from my mp3 library it's ridiculous uh, um, I, uh, I tell you what what i love about jack like and what i love about that record label is like they genuinely love love it like they love they love the music and that's like the center point of it so he was like oh i wasn't gonna sign a band then we sent him the album he was like right i'm gonna sign you <laughs> <laughs> it's good yeah but yeah. Like, oh, sweet but <laughs> yeah no, I, I yeah i i constantly get that i got that get that impression from jack and um yeah i even went to oh this was in 2012 uh loser which was i think at the windmill yeah ah i love the windmill ah what a place i think i've only yeah. been there about twice in about like, oh my god 14 years yeah. but uh we we played we played there. Um, I've been I've been there before and do like the dog on the roof. So like the first time we went there, um, there I can't remember the name of the dog. But then like we played there, and then I, I came back after the pandemic because I loved it so much. The dog had died, and they had a new puppy in. So they got a new puppy called Lassie. So I got to meet her when she was a puppy, and I feel like <laughs> that is like an honorary thing, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, the roof. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I think I remember going. Remember. Because there's, there's an actual windmill in a park just next to the... Yeah, yeah. 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 I um, love Brixton. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I, I said I've not been there for years. Uh, yeah. I think it's 2013. I think I was last there, I think. And that was to see retrospective soundtrack players, I think. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, please do go and um, check out Ask for Angela and Kramer and all of those stuff and if they're if they're playing live go and see them because I have I think I, cause I did say that I, before we start recording I saw you support Johnny Foreigner um, yeah. in Newport <laughs> and 
Yeah, and it's like case of yeah, in his case of um oh I'm that's it's in a week off. It's only about an hour and a half drive and Johnny Foreigner are like a top three band of all time for me, so I'm gonna go and see. Ah, <laughs> yeah, class. And, yeah, nice one, mate. Yeah. They're also kind of like home team heroes because they're Brummy. So they're, they're Birmingham they? based. Nice. So they're Birmingham based <laughs> as well. So like uh yeah. <laughs> but, go and see um, the boys. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, um but yeah, I think I I don't think I, I, I not that's the first time I um ever heard of you, I think when you when you came, when you were supporting oh. them and stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and I think when, when I think, um, oh yeah, big thanks to Jamie at Wall of Sound as well for kind of getting connected and stuff. And I think when <laughs> Jamie gave us a list of bands and stuff, like, "Oh, oh, I, I sing, I've seen Crown. I love if they, if, they, if they're interested at all, I'll love to speak to them." So, uh, <laughs> oh fab, but, yeah, um, oh lovely, oh but, nice, um, thanks for having yeah. me. But, but yeah, no, <laughs> but, but yeah, because you, um, because you, because you sing in Welsh and English. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so um, the there's not actually any sort of Welsh songs on the album, but um, we've got a, a Welsh EP called Thugred Goledal. They should check out. That's um, we released that last year on Libertino Records. So, um, yeah, nah, it's a little bat, little little quirky little Welsh boy that one. But yeah, I should check it out. <laughs> okay yeah um so yeah we are now at the very end of our chat katie and Aww. i just want to say again thank you ever so much for in- to kind of getting me to listen to fries and rabbit yeah no as a you're welcome <laughs> you've been listening to pick a disc and i've been your host matthew labor our theme music is pumped by kevin mcleod of incompetech.com Pick a Disc is hosted by the We Made This Podcast Network and you can find them on www.spreaker.com slash user slash we made this. You can find the Pick a Disc show site on www.spreaker.com slash show slash pick a disc. You can find us on all the usual social media type places like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter under Pick a Disc. You can also email us on pickadisc at gmail.com. Until next time, happy listening to all those discs that you are picking. Goodbye. Do you like Star Trek? Do you like podcasts? Then we are Starfleet. We are, we are, we are Starfleet. Might just be the podcast for you. We are Starfleet. Featuring interviews with cast members, professors in academia, and New York Times best-selling authors. We are Starfleet. Join our crew of Trekkie hosts, Ashley Thomas, Craig McKenzie, Ian Buckley, and Mike Slamer. We are Starfleet. Stays focused on the positive, taking into consideration the spirit and ethos of the original classic Trek vision. Starfleet. Starfleet. You'll hear us elaborate on these deep references to established canon, making sense of the fantastic, and connecting the threads between all the series of the Trek franchise. We are Starfleet. Subscribe today to We Are Starfleet. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Starfleet Pod. We are Starfleet. We celebrate the value of IDIC, infinite diversity in infinite combinations, and support DEI initiatives. We are Starfleet. We are Starfleet is a part of the We Made This network of podcasts.